This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, April 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. CDFA offers mental health tools. Drip irrigation cuts greenhouse gases. And FDA Food and Nutrition Chief defends agency. CDFA offers mental health resources for farmers. In advance of Mental Health Awareness Month, CDFA has launched a new web portal with resources for farmers, ranchers, and farm workers. We feel for the farming community and want to do all we can to help, said CDFA Secretary Karen Ross, referring to drought, evolving regulations, supply chain issues, and several other crises impacting agriculture. Through a $500,000 grant from the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture, CDFA is promoting the Western Regional Agriculture Stress Assistance Program and California's CalHOPE Network. The department is also working with UC Davis and CSU Fresno on educational workshops for recognizing the warning signs of mental health crises. Drip irrigation cuts climate emissions. A new study involving UC agriculture and natural resources has found that drip irrigation can dramatically reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the soil. It improves local air quality as well and does so without sacrificing yields. The researchers focused on applying the precision agriculture tool for alfalfa and sedan grass production and compared it to furrow irrigation. In alfalfa, it slashed carbon dioxide by 59%, potent nitrous oxide emissions by 38%, and nitric oxide, a major contributor to air pollution, by 20%. It also cut in half the amount of water needed for irrigating Sudan grass. It really is worthwhile if you're thinking sustainably in environmental activism and how agriculture can actually support climate change mitigation Lead author Holly Andrews, a National Science Foundation postdoctoral fellow at the University of Arizona. Food energy prices rise at 31-year highs. Grocery prices rose 1.5% in March and 10% over the last 12 months, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reporting yesterday. The 12-month increase is the highest in 31 years. Prices for all items continued to accelerate, rising 8.5% for the 12 months ending March, the largest 12-month increase since the period ending December 1981, BLS said. The increase in March for the All Items Index was 1.2%. That followed an 8 tenths percent February increase. The overall food index, which also covers meals eaten at restaurants, increased 1% in March. Over the last 12 months, the food away from home category was up 6.9% and the index for full service meals was up 8%. Fuel costs also rose, BLS said. The gasoline index rose 18.3% in March and accounted for over half of the all items monthly increase according to the CPI announcement. The energy index, which rose 11% in March, is up 32% over 12 months. Gas prices are now up 48% over the last year, with natural gas also up, but by not as much, at six-tenths percent for the month, 21.6% since March 2021. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. 
Maine defends FDA food and nutrition work, offers water testing update. Susan Maine, director of the Food and Drug Administration Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, said yesterday the agency is still combing through public comments surrounding a proposed change that would drop some water testing requirements for covered produce. Speaking at a webinar sponsored by the Alliance for a Stronger FDA, Maine said she could not comment on timelines, but that the agency is trying to ensure it considers all the public comments as it moves forward with the proposal. The proposed rule, which replaces previously proposed microbial testing requirements, still would require farmers to conduct pre-harvest agricultural water assessments once a year or whenever they suspect hazards have been introduced to produce. Agriculture water is a tough one, Maine said. We have to look at all the different ways that agriculture water is used across the entire food system. Maine defended the CFSAN in light of a recent political story that concluded FDA is failing to meet American consumer expectations on food safety and nutrition. I see a program that has gotten more done in the past seven years than probably any time in its history without having any significant increase in size and despite being under a deregulatory administration for four of those years and an ongoing global pandemic, she said. FAO, drought worsens hunger crisis in Somalia. The number of people suffering catastrophic hunger in Somalia will surpass 6 million people, about 38% of the population by June. That according to a new report from the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. The crisis is a direct impact of worsening drought in the Horn of Africa region, that according to the agency, which is calling for more international food aid. The only way to prevent a catastrophic food crisis from breaking and driving rural displacement is to act now at scale to enable farmers and pastoralists to feed their families, keep life-sustaining animals watered, healthy and productive, and avoid sell-off in other key productive assets to pay for their next meal, said FAO Director of Emergencies, Rain Paulson. Edge Co-op presses for new market access in Biden Indo-Pacific plan. The Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative is the latest voice demanding the Biden administration include deals for new market access as it negotiates its Indo-Pacific economic framework. Greater market access for U.S. dairy exports means more to the industry now than ever, Edge said in comments submitted to the office of the USTR. Exports are essential for balance of the U.S. milk supply and demand, growth of the industry, and at the end of the day, the dairy farmer's milk check. With growing global demand for dairy products, notably across the Indo-Pacific region, it is only reasonable that the U.S. seek to tackle the lowest barrier to entry, that market access. Lawmakers used hearings in the House and Senate last month to demand U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai negotiate new tariff-slashing market access terms in the IPEF, but she said that was not a part of the plan. Tai explained in a Senate hearing last month that while the IPEF will not have the kind of market access provisions found in free trade agreements, it will enhance our access to foreign markets. Here's today's She Said It. 
It is a pleasure and privilege to be- welcome all of you to what we believe is the nation's unrivaled food production capital. That Ashley Swergen, CEO of the Central Valley Community Foundation, and announcing a new Agritech Robotic Summit to be held in Fresno in October. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, April 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.